Welcome to the Sailorville Women's Podcast, where we want to help women grow in their walk with Christ, being rooted in God's Word and encouraging one another in the process. Hey ladies, this is Grace Clement joining you uh, with Deb Blackman. This is the first day of spring when we're recording. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super yeah. sunny and we're excited to chat with you. Uh, this month we've been talking about envy and jealousy and covetousness and comparisons and we've had some really ga- great conversations and today we are kind of going to live in Philippians um, throughout the whole book jumping around but uh, as Deb and I have studied this We've been geeking out, just the two of us before recording, um, of there's just so much. It's a book that's jam-packed, but um, the thing that both of us have kind of landed on um, in our own studies is just this issue of humility, which in my personal study, I feel like this is the anti-venom kind of of jealousy and envy. Anti-venom, that's good. Yeah, I mean, like... (sighs) We we tend so easily to compare ourselves to other people and we get jealous and we go down this spiral and we've already talked about this in other episodes, but how do we how do we shift that and what does God's word tell us? How do how do we fight that? Yeah. Deb, what yeah. Do, what would you say? Well, and you know, I think I'm gonna, we want to say what did God's word say yeah. to us as we were studying this and it was real quickly apparent that as uh, we start to get into this chapter two, that Paul starts to say, if there's anything about your Christian walk, if it's real, mm-hmm. then let's start to look at what this looks like from a unified standpoint in a community and what Christ did in his incarnation. So let's let's just start there. Let's start in chapter two and read a few verses and and talk about it just a little bit. Are you going to make me read it? Yeah, you read it, please. Okay. Chapter two. All right, I'll start in verse one, and I'm reading from HCSB. It says, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. For this reason, God has also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Mic drop. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome that's an awesome passage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at, from the very beginning, at the very front end of it, Paul is just telling us, if, if your Christian walk is going to be real, let's, let's start to think about it as a, as a group in a, in a unified way. Um, you had yeah. uncovered that many of the U's, the Y-O-U mm-hmm. words um, in this book seem to be implying They're a plural. certain way. Yeah, 
I I don't even know how I got on that rabbit trail, but I started looking them up in the Greek and they, most of them, maybe all of them, I don't know. Don't quote me. But <laughs> You didn't go through and do them all? Huh? I Not quite, but all of them that I looked at, it's a you plural, like you all, y'all, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's family, it's a group, it's a body, it's a building. Like we've talked about those things in the past, but it's not a, a single person sport. This is everybody. Yeah. We've talked about that before, yeah. that this Christian walk is not is not a solo sport. Mm-hmm. Um, we must do it. We must do it together. So he's encouraging us in, from that very first verse, talking about the encouragement, and he's saying, be of the same mind, the same love, um, and do nothing out of selfish ambition. And there's, the, there's that spiral. And mm-hmm. one of the things that was kind of interesting as um, we think about um, the spiral of comparison. Um, you know, who who is it that would be prone to have comparison? And you wonder if it's is it someone that doesn't have uh, doesn't have something and wants more, or is it someone like? Well, we were talking to Lindsay Joe Andrews last week, and yeah. she's at the pinnacle. At, she was at the pinnacle of some of the um, kind of races that she was in. And I don't know if you women, um, as you were listening, caught the, uh, writing or the, uh, description that we gave about that episode, but, um, she was, she was a champion in her field. Yeah. And yet she wanted more. So, and I actually visited with some Sailorville women and it didn't matter the age. Uh, it did not matter the circumstances. They, that, that can get to all of us. And so these yeah. are words that are really important to all of us as a community to to look for, you know, what does Christ's example show to us, but also what does his power do for us? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that that humility is just, it's humbling <laughs> <laughs> to, to look at, though, because Jesus laid aside all of those things on his own accord for us. And we can emulate that. Yeah, and that's what's interesting. That's that word in verse 7, um, or that phrase, and he emptied himself. What, what does that mean? What, what kind of things did he, did he not have in his man, uh, as, as the man? He never lost anything from his, um, as a God. He, he always was God while he was right. walking on this earth. But while he was in his incarnate body... He laid aside some things. Yeah, I think he laid aside those, um, like the independent use maybe of his power. And, right. you know, we learn from the Bible that, that Jesus learned and he grew up just like an ordinary kid, except nothing like an ordinary kid in right. some ways. Right. Um, but he, he subjected himself to authorities. He paid taxes. Yeah. He did all of the things just as an ordinary man, and he associated with all of the most ordinary, lowly people. Right. You know, so yeah. the humility that just followed Jesus through his whole life is exactly what we're supposed to, to follow yeah. after, yeah. even to the point of death. And if you're, you know, if, if you're listening in real time, um, we just heard a great sermon on that mm. concept of, you know, following Christ will lead us all the way to to death. Through the end of our life, we're yeah. to follow him. Yeah. No matter, yeah, no matter what. Which is what Jesus did. Yeah, what circumstances might be throwing at us. Yeah, he did not, and the other 
uh, part of this passage when it's talking about uh, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So he he was always equal, mm-hmm. um, still is equal, um, yep. was equal through his whole time. But he he had all those riches and um, all the wealth um, at his disposal. And like you're saying, he set those things aside um, so that he could come and and dwell among us. Yep. And then after that, what happens? Therefore. <laughs> so then he's exalted. He gets his reward in heaven because of what he finished, that he finished the race that was set before him. Um, just like we mentioned, I think, last time in Hebrews 12, that now we get to run our own races and consider him who did it ahead of us. And even Paul, you know, we've been talking about comparison kind of in negative terms, like don't compare yourself to others. And that's mostly true. But also Paul draws out in uh, Philippians a little bit later um, that there are some that we should compare ourselves to. Deb, what are what are a couple of those examples? Yeah, so later on in this chapter, um, he talks about Timothy and Epaphrodites, and he tells us um, that we should be honoring such men. So mm-hmm. when we look at each other and we have different gifts, um, you know, we've we're all under in this community under um, Christ's uh, authority, and He gives out the gifts, and then we should honor each other, um, just as Paul is saying about these men, yep. um, for whatever gifts that that a person might have. We need each other. We need those gifts to be able to complete the body. Yeah, and then in 3.17, he says, Join in imitating me, brothers, and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. So there's there's people that we can look to and emulate their character, which is different than envying or uh, being jealous of what they have. Or I guess maybe you could be envious of somebody's character, but in my mind, if, if someone is following Christ, mm-hmm. then we can be sure or confident that they're a good example we can we can follow them as they follow Christ. Yeah, right. I mean, we're showing, we're seeing God's faithfulness to them, and um, yeah, I think we're both trying to not use the word envy in a positive way. But there is a an appropriate way to look at somebody else and say, "I want that." You know, I yeah. have a friend who, as she became a Christian, she saw somebody else that was joyful, and uh, I mean, this is how it should happen to all of us. But she she was willing to to look at that person, and there was a few quirky things that the person kind of added into to how they should walk in their Christian life. But my friend wanted God so badly, Christ so badly, not knowing some other things. She said, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll wear any, um, you know, strange blue (laughs) denim skirt that I need to, to wear just to have this Christ. So we should be emulating those that go before us. Yeah. But here's, what's cool. I, I think, for me, as I walk my Christian walk and 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 think and uh, become convicted about a um, something that I need to be working on, the word work starts to creep into my mind. Mm. And so, even in this situation where we're looking at humility, I I want to you know in my own head I'm thinking, how do I work at becoming humble? And yeah. what's so awesome is in this chapter two, that verse thirteen. Um, Verse 12 and 13, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will, yep. to, to want it, mm-hmm. and to work 
for his good pleasure. So while there is obedience that we are called to, it is God through the Holy Spirit that will actually make the changes um, that we can walk in. That is awesome. Yeah, that's good news. That is the good news. Yeah. The work is uh, God's work, and it's his fruit. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. And even to think about Paul, who's writing this, you know, this is someone who is not in great circumstances when he's writing. I mean, he's writing from prison, you know, and yet he's choosing joy, and he's choosing uh, to point people to Christ as the ultimate example. And, um, yeah, I... He uses joy and rejoice a lot in this book, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. He, While he's joy, he's saying those things. He's also um, having some sorrow and some anxiety. We see those words creep in as he talks about um, different circumstances, and he tries to encourage them to, to have that unity. Yeah, and even in the end of uh, Philippians 4, and uh, like 11 and 12 or so, um, he's... It's that that famous verse, you know, we know 413 because it's tattooed on all the athletes and it's on your coffee cup. But before that, you know, he's talking about contentment in your circumstances. And so often when I get jealous or envious or whatever, it's like I want ease. I want comfort. I want what they Mm. have because it makes their life easy or they get, you know, earthly applause or rewards or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I want that. And Paul says... No, I can have a lot. I can have a little. Either way, I'm just fine because I've learned that that I can be content in Christ. And that's where true joy is. This joy that he talks about through the whole letter, you know, is essentially just choosing in whatever circumstance I will honor God. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of back to, and we're going to keep coming back to that second chapter, um, it's it's because as God has highly exalted him, he is the only one that is that is that can satisfy yeah. um, what we need. Um, he is the one that should be highly exalted, and it will it was it's for our good that we are honoring him and exalt and praising him. Yeah, it will bring joy to us. I mean, just like it did um, did to Paul. Well, just kind of thinking then about what obedience looks like in this area as we're uh, thinking through um, honoring God, those verses that you started to talk about in chapter 4 yeah. have some instruction in there that are, that are pretty good. We probably could read, read that part. I think it's your turn, Deb. Yeah, it probably is. Let me go with 4.4, 4, and we'll read a few verses. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Finally, brothers, what's, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And let's pause there uh, and kind of chat on those things because we've talked about a few others below. I think like um, that's just so convicting. The sixth verse, don't worry about anything, 
but in everything through prayer. It's like, how often is prayer like the second or third thing on our list? It's like, I'm going to figure out how I can pull this off or figure this out or map this out in my planner or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what if we really, truly deep down believe and live like we believe that Jesus is the best thing, that Jesus has the best thing in mind for us? The best thing might not be the most comfortable thing or the shiniest thing or, or whatever. Or the easy answer. Yeah, but but our God is kind and he loves us in a way that a father loves us, that sees what's best for us. If I really believe that that's who he is and that he's going to bring about the best thing for me, like why would we why would we try so hard and be jealous of how he's working in everyone else when he's working the best that it could be a perfect plan can't be improved on that's right. like a motto for me yeah. because i can trust him he's yeah. good and he's faithful and he's kind and generous and he lavishes us with love and all those things so if that's who god is and what he promises then we have no reason to complain and we have no reason to doubt and we have no reason not to go to him immediately right in prayer I, I know that um, a few weeks ago, um, I was visiting with our own um, women's ministry director, and Lindsay Holland was starting to ask me to pray for her about a concern she had. And in the middle of the sentence, before she actually spilled it all out, she said, wait, before I ask you to pray, I need to go to the Lord myself, and um, I'll be back if I still need to eh. to have some, some help. That's good. So, you know, we should be going to the Lord immediately with those things that are making us anxious. Yeah. Yeah. While we're on that little chunk here, what do you think, like, what do you think it actually means, like, practically speaking, to rejoice always? Um, it's a calm contentment. Uh, you know, it, as yeah. I'm just staring at the, the fact that he said it again, and he, in a, something previous inside of Philippians, he says, I, you know, rejoice. It doesn't hurt. It, it helps you uh, mm-hmm. for me to say this and to remind you again. Rejoice. Yeah. So it is. It's like it's a choice. Yeah. You're right. It's a settled. settled well, I think calmness. we know what like the opposite looks like. You know those like complaining. Um. You know. Chaotic. Always, yeah. Yeah. Just always whining about something, and the world is caving in, and nothing is good. It's like choosing to see that God is at work in every situation. Even yeah. if it looks bleak, we can trust that something better is coming. God is at work. And I think it's that next line with it. So as, as we're kind of thinking through, the rejoicing doesn't have to look um, like kind of a, a wild, fun party. Um, <laughs> look at that next line. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. So it is. It's calm. It's the joy. It's the peace that, um, well, it's verse 7, the peace that passes understanding that's mm-hmm. wildly above understanding the mm-hmm. it is that the joy that we can have as we're um and the peace that we can have and that's actually um when we're envious and jealous that's what we think we're after we're after right. something else that we think will give us that's joy true. something else that will give us the peace of some sort of comfort when it's sitting right here it's it's jesus i mean we just yep. we keep saying that yeah and I do love, even though it seems like a long verse, and it is, verse 8, when Paul emphasized every single word there. And women, as you're listening, if you get a chance to hop off 
this podcast and just sit with your Bible, I would just recommend stare at every one of those words and think think about how you think about yep. each one of those those um, those words those um, those attributes and and think through how can I see that in my life, Lord? How what should I repent of that I'm not thinking of in this way? How can I glorify you and see this occur more in my life? Yeah, and I think like relationally too, like when we think about people and um, and what we, we talk about with people or about people, this is like a filter, you know? Yeah. Does, does it get through all of these? Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it morally excellent? And is it praiseworthy? These are the things that we dwell on, not, you know, that's like a set your mind down on. Like, yeah. It's like, don't make those soap operas in your mind because those right. almost always wouldn't fit in here instead yep. of coming up with scenarios that you are afraid of for your for your family or your children or your finances or your health. Instead of going down those paths, we keep coming back to verse six, don't be anxious, pray. Yep. God's peace will be given to you. It guards your hearts and minds. And then instead of thinking about those other things, Here's your list. Here's your list. Yep. And I, I love, I guess we will maybe get to my favorite verse um, because I just think at the end of it all, it's so much better than anything that we can fathom here. We're like clamoring after all of these things and really what what our souls long for is something we can never get here mm-hmm. in its entirety, you know? Um, I love what Paul says in three twelve to 14. He says, not that I have already reached the goal or I'm already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And it's like that, that, reminder that this life is so so short and I feel like I talk about this all the time like a broken record but this life is so short and what's coming is so good it'll Mm. make it all worth it like second Corinthians 4 talks about that like this is just preparing us for this eternal weight of glory that far outweighs everything so it's a momentary and light affliction we can handle we can handle lack like Paul said I count all these things that could be for me as loss yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it loss. Yeah, loss. He says yeah. loss. <laughs> yeah. We count all these things lost because there's something better coming. We know that this is not it. If it were it, yeah, eat, drink, and be merry because yeah. tomorrow you die. Yeah. Yep. But as a Christian, we have hope and we can have this peace that passes understanding and goes far beyond, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that will be awesome. I mean, we will be, what's interesting is we will be in heaven together. Mm-hmm. And um, I know last week we were talking about with Lindsay Joe that I think you were mentioning that the only thing you bring to heaven are are others that you may have um, you know talked about Jesus with or or witnessed yeah. to and that that will be the the family event as we get there. Yeah. So we on he, down here we help each other. We're back yep. to the community. We're back to humbly with humility, um, supporting each other. Yeah. And Paul said that too, in the beginning of chapter four, um, 
he called these people the the Philippians, my brothers, my joy, my crown, um, dear friends, true yeah. partners. Yeah, I love you. I long for you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. True companions. It's pretty cool. And in the end, um, he he talks about to God and Father, uh, to God, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. It's cool. Amen. Amen. And with that, ladies, um, enjoy the book of Philippians. And please know that we, we do pray for you and pray that you will um, be comforted in God's presence and um, depend on his power and glorify him together with us. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Join us next time as we make it our aim to see more women become more like Jesus.